Welcome to the Stream of David. And now, your host, David Strickle. Welcome to the Stream of David show. I'm here today with one of my favorite people, Carrie King. Carrie, uh, I just want to talk about you for just a moment. Uh, Carrie is an author. She's got a couple of books published. She's going to tell you about those. And just as important as her author, (laughs) her being an author, she is a Taya master. We don't have a lot of Taya masters. I do have, I've had a couple of them on the show. Uh, but we have a lot of Taya Bootcamp graduates. We have a handful of people that have actually going uh, have gone into the Taya Mastery Program. So we're going to talk about her books. We're going to talk about her mastery of the Taya practice and everything else. Hi, Carrie. Hi, David. Thank you for having me on your show. Don't you love that I said that it was just as important that you're a Taya Master as being an author? I love it. It's it is just as it's important. So true. <laughs> I love it. But you waited a, you waited a long time to publish your first book and then you've published a couple already at this point, right? No, I I published my first one, my second one is coming out soon. It is okay. going to be a series though, you're correct. Um so but thank you for getting my setting the intention to publish the next one. Yeah, and I apologize. <laughs> I thought the second one was already out there because the cover looks amazing, so I can't wait for it to get out. That's going to do fantastic. Well, so what, what's uh, let's go into the titles and what your books are about. Okay, the title is Silent Magic, and um, its subtitle is United Twinkle Sisters Adventures. So it's about four sisters that meet on a online um boot camp (laughs) and discover that they have uh, magic powers and they are recruited to save the world from um, 13 crystal skulls that were hidden on earth. So um, it's their adventures and uh, it's a little bit of my life weaved into the fiction. And I also targeted the stories to be able to be read from young, you know, preteen all the way to adulthood. So, um, so it's, it's a fun, magical fiction story. And, uh, book two is so it's a fictional story and it's rooted, rooted in some spiritual teachings, but it's nice. Is you consider a spiritual novel? Um, yes, I would, I would say yes, because there, because it's weaved the spiritual, teachings that I have learned through my life and with Taya are weaved into the story of the sisters who each have their own unique magical powers. And, um, and then uh, my own life stories kind of weaved in there as well. But I changed the names to protect the innocent. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> are they not so innocent right yeah but it's it's like i said it's g-rated so i wanted um all ages to be able to read it so if, if your child can read chapter books they can this is a quick easy read um book two is is turning out to be quite the uh larger novel it's unfolding and i've added characters and i'm really excited about book two so how long did it take you to actually write the first book? Um, probably the first book. I would say probably my whole life I've been writing short stories. And I have this wild creative imagination. And then I kind of put that on the side. And then um, 
through life experiences and things, I began a spiritual journey to, I knew there was something missing in my life. And so I started reading, you know, um, lots of books, self-help books, lots of spiritual books, trying to find that missing piece. Um, and then, uh, I, I don't remember when the secret came out and the power of now and learned about the law of attraction. And those books kind of led me, um, further down my path. And then when I met you and heard your podcast, all those pieces finally connected for me. And, um, so when I started boot camp, that at that time, this, all the creative stories that I'd been writing as a child and, and in my mind and, and just, um, short stories kind of came together for me. And I was like, I need to make this a series. And yeah, I remember you telling me that yeah. it took that it was something that you started and then stopped and started and stopped, and that's very meaningful to me because my my first book I wrote I wrote it in about a year and it took about a year to get it published, so about a two year process, and then the the Taya book, as you are aware, we're just finishing up right now, and I've been working on that for two and a half years, but. I, I'm a pretty impatient person. And it, what happened with me in that book, though, is that I really, the Taya practice wasn't as fleshed out as it is now, because now we have two and a half years of history of people taking Taya boot camp and graduating and applying this in their lives and me applying it, applying it in many different ways in my life. And we have so much more information now. And sometimes these, I, I, I think that we get in such a hurry to get stuff out. You know, we've got to get the next one published. Uh, I know a lot of people when they they publish a successful book, there's a lot of pressure to just follow up with something else, and then a lot of times people are disappointed in the second writing and things like that. So I love to hear that you took a lot of time with each of these, and, and even though they're a series, you're putting a lot of thought into how they progress and how they progress with the tools. Well, thank you. And you know the interesting thing, and and this is exactly what you said with Taya was. I had all these little fun adventure stories and, of course, then my crazy adventures in life and trying to weave those together. And there were many times that, as you said, I felt the need to get it on paper, but it never flowed. And then when I started the Taya practice and really quieting my mind and, and um, you know, doing my meditation and all, using the Taya tools... I went to this whole new level of connection with source or higher energy. And then when I sat down to write, it just seemed to flow and start connecting. And, um, and amazingly got my first one out and it's a, it's a relatively short story. So then when I started on the second book, it, it just took on almost a life of its own. I, I, I don't know how to explain it, but like you said with Taya, it it took me those two years to build a rich, deep level to the book of bringing in more characters and different storylines and levels and all the things that a good book needs. And so um, because I, too, was trying to rush the second book and uh, I realized that you can't rush it. If you yeah. want it to be good. 
Right, and, right. It, yeah. it, at our best, we're we're shifting into that gear, just like I, I say that I do, you know, when I'm channeling, I, I always say I shift into a gear where I'm allowing the stream to come through. And, and I know when I'm there and I sort of mentally step back and let that flow. And when I'm writing, even when I'm not channeling, when I channel and write, it's, it's very much like when I speak. Uh, the channeling, except I'm typing instead of speaking and, and making lots of typos and stuff because I'm going so fast. It's just pouring out of me so fast, my fingers can't keep up with, with the thought that's coming through. But even when I'm I'm writing as me, I'm at my best when I'm shifting into the gear of great writers. And, and this may sound a little crazy even for a, a spiritual program with a dude that channels. <laughs> but I, I call up, I dial up this energy. And one of the energies that I dial up is the Wayne Dyer vibration, because I always liked his books and I liked his, his way about him. And there was something very calming and soothing and, and reverent even in, in just, just listening to him speak and reading his writing. So I sort I dial up that, that vibration. And I'm not specifically saying that I'm channeling Wayne Dyer when I write or anything like that. Because the, the energy that is Wayne Dyer is eternal energy that is way more than the human being that we knew. But the vibration of him as a writer and a teacher, I dial up that vibration. And if anybody's into any sort of creative uh, pursuits listening to this, it's, it's been very, very, very helpful to me to be able to do that. To, to sort of dial in and think about, and you use your imagination to do this. You use your imagination to create the vibration, and that actually connects you to the vibration. We so often discount imagination in our worlds, but everything was created via imagination. Right. And I absolutely, when I, and when I was channeling, when I was teaching myself to channel, when I finally got it was when I realized that I needed to use my imagination to bridge the gap, and I imagined myself speaking what I was thinking and then it started flowing almost effortlessly. Whereas before that, it was something that was really forced. I was, I was trying to, you know, I was trying to allow it, not make it happen, but it was coming out very, very forced. And when I used my imagination to just sort of relax into it, it just started flowing. So when I when in writing my books, I shift into that gear, that vibration of, of a great writer or someone who I think is a great writer and it's, you can tap into the energy and it's, it's a very hard thing to describe and I hope I'm making sense, but do you have an experience like that when you're writing? Do you, what do you feel? I do. And, and that's really a, I love that you said that because, um, I see vivid pictures and, and I always have as a child. So even when I read a story, I literally was in the story. Like, that's where I went in my mind, not just words on a page. I actually were there in the house, in the, you know, the environment. So as I'm writing, and, and my books are, are adventure um, because they're searching for these skulls. So um, I literally am there. So in my first book, they were in the um, Mayan ruins in uh, so southern Mexico, and now they're the second book. They're in Belize, and um, in some caves that they discovered. And these are real places in the world. Um, so I literally feel like I'm there. 
like walking through the cave and what am I seeing? And then that, like you said, I just tap into this zone and it just starts pouring out of me and and then it takes me almost on a ride, like a magical ride, and I can picture the whole thing in my mind. So um, that's my creative process. And absolutely, when I try to, like you said, allow it, and I'm not forcing it, but I'm like, you know, I set a deadline, I'd like to be done and do so many words a day. And then I can't get that creative vibration or zone to to let my imagination run wild yeah it, shut, it shuts you down doesn't it when you mm -hmm. set those parameters up and you think you have to do it that's that's get it done mode <laughs> we've all heard from the stream about yes. get it done mode uh, yes. and i you know I'm, again i'm a type a personality and, and i know you're very driven and, and very organized and have a lot of type a qualities about you so it's it's something that we almost have to recover from Yes. <laughs> to put that hammer down and, and sort of allow things to flow uh, as they will. And, and the interesting thing about that is that when you get into that allowing space, though, you're actually a lot more efficient with your time anyway. So it kind of ends up being a win-win. The book, the Taya book that I just finished, really just finished last week, literally, I doubled the size of that book in just a little over a week, about 10 days. Wow. And I've been working on it for two and a half years. And I didn't yeah. even realize how much I'd added to it. So I, I would always go back and look at the word count. You know, you have to be mindful of the word count because the, the book is supposed to sort of land at a, there's a sweet spot for each genre where you're supposed to land in word count. And I doubled the word count in about 10 days after <laughs> over two years of working on this thing. Yeah. And I, I don't even know how I did it. Cat was amazed. My editor, Cat Wonders, was just amazed that I was able to get in and get that much done. And here I'd been hammering away at this for, you know, over a year uh, in, in between starting it and being so passionate about it. And then really taking a year, maybe even a little more than a year of just kind of putzing around with it. And then all of a sudden getting in and just, just plowing through. And, and, and I think the writing toward the end of the book, the information is just so next level, but I realize now that that's perfection because the beginning of the book is sort of, it's a good writing for someone who's just discovering the Taya practice and the end is much more advanced. So I'm kind of taking them on the same journey that we've all been on in creating boot camp and mastery and all these things. So there, there's a, uh, there's not as much storytelling as the first book in mine. So it's not novel-like. My first book was more novel-like, but I love what you said about your, using your imagination to paint the picture because that's what good writing is, especially in a novel. And I, what mm -hmm. I love about the idea, and I obviously I've not read your book. <laughs> I'm not your demographic. Well, you said it's all demographics, right? It so, is all demographics, but yeah. I mean, yeah, you I'll have be very, to be Full into... disclosure, I, I, I adore you, but I've not read your book. Um, but it's, 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 it's something I, I think I do want to read now that you've told me more about it, but the uh, I thought it was more of a, a children's book or a, a teen book um, than the way you described it. And actually, when you talked about the adventure of finding the skulls and all that, I thought, oh, maybe I will read that. That sounds really cool. But I think that that's a good tool to use, too, to share ideas with people through stories rather than just kind of pummeling them with information the way I do. <laughs> Especially well, younger think, people. Sometimes yes. they need that intrigue to keep them interested, right? I agree. And I think we need both. 
I, I mean, I, personally, I think we need both because the the fun fictional story is is just that. It's a fun fictional story. It is based on things, but um, and my intention with writing that was to reach not only our young population, but even someone such as myself, when my kids were growing up, I read everything they read. And we were goofy Harry Potter fans. I mean, we just, I, because I wanted to make sure what they were reading was good for them. And I loved that they got interested in their love for reading. But then I discovered that I loved Harry Potter just as much as they did. Yeah, I was going to say, as a parent, it was probably a really good thing for you to to just be able to communicate with them and talk to them about, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you could talk and we could talk storyline and what was going to happen. And it was just a great family sharing time. And that was kind of my intention along with letting people know the message of um, how wonderful life could be when you do finally connect all the dots yeah. and realize that we came here to create. It's a great you message. Know? And we're yeah. well, speaking of messages. We're going to take a quick break and okay. go to commercial. But when we get back, we'll continue this conversation because I, I love the connecting the dots idea. We'll be right back with Carrie King. The Taya practice is changing lives all over the world. Listen to what just a few of our Taya Bootcamp graduates have to say. Taya practice has taken my professional life, me, to a new level of abundance and happiness and joy on a daily level of existence that I didn't even know was possible. This work is profound. If you do the Taya Bootcamp and maintain a daily practice, you will fundamentally change your life. It changes everything about you, and it, it, it will affect all other aspects of your life, your health, your, your career, your money, your relationships. And I think that certainly has helped with my anxiety, with my mental health. I'm realizing that, wait a second, I do deserve the best in life. If you're ready to release fear and old limiting beliefs and learn to truly trust the universe to deliver all your desires, then it's time for you to join Taya Bootcamp. Visit thestreamofdavid.com forward slash TYA today and book your free discovery meeting. back with Carrie King talking about her book series and the second book is forthcoming. And I loved what you were saying before we went out to break about connecting the dots, using the, the adventure story to connect the dots and, and, and kind of weave the, the, the spiritual journey in for these characters. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, I was, I was just thinking on break. Um, cause I think my first book came out in 2019 uh, not long after I graduated boot camp and, um, little did I know 2020 was going to be such a crazy year. And, uh, I was laughing because on the back of my book, it says the existence of earth hangs in the balance between good and evil. And I was like, well, gosh, if that doesn't describe 2020 at this point. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering how many novels are going to be written about this pandemic and, and what uh, what the world has gone through with this and how we've responded to it. It's, it's something that I don't think anyone living has seen anything like this. No, agreed. And uh, um, so 
again, I'm just forever grateful. I have Taya, the Taya practice, the tools, and um, have tapped back into my creative, imaginative side, which I did kind of put on the back burner for many years. Um, I went into the medical field, and that's kind of uh, a different thought process, more factual-based uh, if you will, in your brain, more literal thinking. And um, so now I'm, I'm writing, I'm drawing again. Uh, my daughter and I are illustrating a children's book. So that's the one you were thinking of, I bet. And so her and I co-wrote it uh, last month and I'm illustrating it. And so we'll get that one out as, as well. And um, that's kind of uh, helping kids to be able to verbalize the mind chatter that I didn't realize everyone has. Every human has mind chatter. I used to think I was the only one with all those, with the voices in my head. <laughs> and you didn't want to talk too loud about it so people wouldn't think you were crazy. <laughs> well, everybody has them. Most most people just learn to ignore them and drown them out mm -hmm. and write them off as um, something, you know, silly or woo-woo or something like that. And then those of us that listen... Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of good stuff there. There's a lot of life guidance there that's available to all of us if we pay attention to it and, and don't fall victim to the constant fear and, and all the things that are being taught out there for sure. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, the you know using the the Taya tools to navigate this very interesting year that we're winding down. Not none too soon, right? Right. And when we were on that alumni call a couple of weeks ago with all the boot camp graduates, just hearing the stories of how people are thriving at this time with these tools was a very, very satisfying thing for me that, that we've created this community of people who aren't frightened, who aren't freaking out, who aren't, uh, you know, doing anything other than thriving and loving life right now. And that was very, very satisfying to hear that it was just unanimous. That was a unanimous opinion in that meeting that everyone's using these tools to really appreciate this time and find the value in it because everything negative that we manifest in our lives and in our world collectively as humanity, we manifest the negative stuff for a reason to inspire growth, to inspire new positive. And getting that is, is a big part of this practice and a big, big part of the streams teachings. That was so life-changing for me when I, when I connected those dots for myself that, oh, wait a minute, all this negative stuff that I've endured in my life isn't really negative at all because it brought me to this place and taught me all these things and drove me to do the, the, the greatest things that I've done in my life. And it can be like that for everybody. Exactly. And that's, you've just, yeah, summed up my experience as well. Um, looking back at my life and where I was even just two years ago and where I am now, it, it, it's, it really truly is indescribable. The joy and, and excitement I wake up with each day because of my practice, which is, um, you know, my Taya tools, which became a Taya practice, which now is just my mindset. It's, it's, it's so nice as you come out of boot camp to start incorporating that into your daily life. Because when you're in boot camp, you're immersed in it. And we have the coaching and the modules and the, you know, to help us move along. But once you get out and you get back into the real world, so to speak, it's 
starting to apply those and starting to see how that changes every aspect of your life is nothing short of a miracle. And, and as you said, surviving 2020 with joy and laughter and, uh, and, and embracing that, yes, there are a lot of things going on in the world that, um, you know, may be perceived as, as horrible or negative or scary and fearful to be able to look at that from a different perspective. I'm excited because from that, what is going to be created? You know, like it's going to drive people to create, to do, to make it better, a better world. Uh, Yeah. And it's just, I think it's a a really exciting time to be alive right now. I agree. And we see things bubbling to the surface. And again, part of the Taya practice is we have transgressors that bubble up to the surface and kind of present themselves as we go along with this practice for detuning. And when you detune them, they become powerful tools. And if you haven't heard about this this Taya stuff before, that may sound a little, little crazy, but it's using the most negative aspects of your life as positives because they're actually there to inspire new creation. And, and if we can create the negative, then we can solve it by creating something positive. And it's, it's easy to look into our lives, though, and see that we've all done that. We've all done that. We've all created positive things in our lives new creation because of things that we once considered negative or unwanted or things that we wanted to evolve away from or change. And it really does drive new creation. And it's, it's just a, it's a whole different way of looking at life and living life. And I'm so happy that that we have the tools at this time because (laughs) otherwise (laughs) the the world could be a scary place. And I, and I see people freaking out about it. And I, and, and we see people who are coming into boot camp who are in different communities. And of course we have people all over the world. We have people in multiple career fields, a very diverse group of people in boot camp for sure, coming in and out of the program. And that they're coming from a world where everyone is, is terrified. Everyone is upset about one thing or another and not living in abundance and wanting the tools to live abundantly and, and have the clarity of source connection, which this is really all about that, that clarity of source connection. I say this to all of you all the time. My favorite manifestation is clarity, understanding what is real, where I stand with people, uh, where I am in a process, you know, clarity of every aspect of my life, of how I got where I am, why something isn't working, why something can work. And if something isn't working, that's the very first thing that you need to understand is what isn't working, why isn't it not working, and then what do you need to change to make it work? And you can do that on any topic in your life. And that's an amazing tool to acquire however you go about acquiring that, whether it's Taya or something else. Yeah. Yeah. And I think of um, when you were saying that, I was thinking, you know, almost, of course, now I think everyone in the world could relate to... um, losing a job possibly in the past or with what's happened with COVID and, you know, having to, a lot of businesses had to close and, and things like that. And I remember as when I was younger, um, you know, I I lost a job that I thought I was, it was going to be a great adventure and, you know, really helped me boost my career. And I remember at the time thinking, 
gosh, you know, I can't believe I lost my job, blah, blah, blah. And then I thought, no, um, and this was years ago before I even knew tie twos, but I thought, no, it, it must mean something better is coming along. And sure enough, with that change, just that little change in my attitude, um, that weekend I had opened the newspaper and there was a job advertised and it was an old newspaper, but I thought I'm going to call. And I ended up getting a wonderful, um, job in, in the area I lived in that allowed me to be home with my kids. I worked, I was working in the schools, um, as a therapist and, it just happened. That job opportunity just kind of fell in my lap, but it couldn't have come at a better time because then I was able to have the same hours my kids did. And I didn't have to worry about after school care and I had the holidays off. So losing that other job, if that wouldn't have happened, I would have never gotten this opportunity. And so I think everyone can relate to, to an event like that that's happened in their life where everything kind of just aligned so then you come into Taya boot camp and you learn how to do that uh, magnified, I guess is the best word, but like every day in your life, you learn to view anything, like you said, any obstacle, any, anything that I used to view maybe as a negative, I view as a chance, an opportunity to grow from and, and see where that will take me. And I'll tell you, it is. It's. It's like the path is just completely cleared. And well, you know what it is. is we you get your it. you get what you believe always, and I think most of us understand that. But where we all hit the wall is where polarity takes us to a place where we can no longer believe, or at least not for a little while. And when we go down into that lower vibration due to polarity and vibrational flow, and we talk about this on the show a lot lately. Then we go down and re we revisit these things that we want most, the big stuff, the money, the careers, the businesses, the, the big house, the big relationship, you know, whatever it is that we really, really, really think is important in our lives. We think about it so much and we quote unquote need it so much that we stay on that topic. And with vibrational flow, when we're in high vibration, we're on that topic, it's, it's done. We know it. It feels great. It's on its way. We're excited about it. And then polarity rolls in and takes our <laughs> vibration down. And then suddenly we have a different opinion. The thing that we were thinking of maybe just a day before and really believing and knowing and being, and we were so excited about it, suddenly it doesn't seem possible. What was I thinking? You know, how many times have we all done that? What was I thinking? I can't do that. That's not going to work. How's that going to happen? And then we start rationalizing and then we start renegotiating. And then all of that good stuff that we conjured in our high vibration, we're now sort of erasing and canceling and slowing. And if we stay down in that low field enough, then we start manifesting obstacles. And it happens to all of us. And the difference between Taya and the secret and all these other law of attraction teachings is that we deal with vibrational flow head on. That's why it is so incredibly effective because we learn to live with our vibrational flow because it's part of our human experience and we're not going to outrun polarity, but we can absolutely live more effectively within our vibrational flow of up and down vibrations. Some days we're higher, some days we're lower. And it really comes down to what you do and do not do and how you view those, those cycles. Because 
when you get to the point where you're no longer viewing negative as negative and you no longer have that transgressor energy, all this negative stuff that we hearken back to in our lives, once you clean all that stuff up and change all that stuff, that's when your life really starts to change. That's that's the secret. <laughs> that's not so secret yes. because I talk about it just about every day. <laughs> that's yeah. the secret. That's a secret anymore. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to keep it a secret. I want the whole world. Where no. they ever take boot camp or not? I tell that all the time. I teach Taya everywhere all the time. Boot camp is for people that really want to get into that controlled environment with the modules and the coaching and the support and all that stuff. There's a lot that comes with it. It's great. But you don't have to take boot camp to learn the Taya practice. You can get you know bits and pieces of it everywhere that I teach. Boot camp is just for people that are really ready to dive into it. So I don't ever want to sound like I'm just saying, hey, you've got to take boot camp to get this stuff. I'm teaching it to you all the time. You can listen here. You can listen on the YouTube channel. You can uh, uh, be in the Facebook group. Taya Global is it Global Awakening? Yes, <laughs> Taya Global Awakening. <laughs> We've changed the name of that group a few times just for a few different reasons. Uh, yeah. We started out. It started out as forgiveness, and then we went to Law of Attraction 2.0, which I thought was a cool name. And then when the pandemic hit, we turned it. Uh, we changed it to Taya Global Reset. Because we were calling it the reset. And then I realized, okay, it's, it's more than just a reset. It's an awakening that's going on right now. Yes. yes. Yeah. And your podcast, because that's that's where I started. Well, I met you before that. But then you had podcasts before you ever had your Taya Boot Camp. And so oh, yeah. I started listening to the podcasts um, when I was driving. and um, And you're right. I mean, I was already... Like I said, I had read so many books, Law of Attraction, The Secret, The Power of Now, and it was kind of all connecting for me through your podcast. And that's when I I was um, to the point of saying, I think I need to d- dive into this. Yeah. This, this yeah. is well, where people, I belong. People love the podcast but, for sure. And mm-hmm. I will never not do a podcast because I just love being able to connect with people this way via the radio show, via the podcast. It's just a great way to connect with people. We're going to take another break. And when we come back, we'll be wrapping up with Carrie and you'll be able to find out where to find her fantastic books. We'll be right back with Carrie King. The Taya practice is changing lives all over the world. Listen to what just a few of our Taya Bootcamp graduates have to say. I'm so comfortable in my skin and who I am that it just has completely changed my world. It's amazing. I'm so full of joy and clarity every day to feel this good and this amazing. I, as I said, there's, there's no words. I can't stress enough how wonderful this program is. I was living in fear. My life felt like there was a constant groundhog day. Every morning I woke up, I felt, oh, here we go again, you know. This is the first time I feel like I took control of my own life. Probably the best thing ever is that I've always dreamed of this kind of life, and now I am living it. I'm creating it, and it's not a dream anymore, it's reality. It's time to awaken to abundance with the Taya practice and Taya Bootcamp. Visit thestreamofdavid.com forward slash TYA today to learn more about the Taya practice and book your free discovery meeting. We are here with Carrie King. 
talking about connecting the dots and talking about writing and tapping into author energy in the universe to, to write our books. And uh, I just, uh, I enjoy hearing you talk about Taya so much. It's funny because you're on the ad that you just heard. So you're getting a lot of airplay today, Carrie. I saw, I heard that and I was laughing because um, I thought, oh my gosh, I, I, I still feel that way. I just literally, I, I, like I said, I wake up and I'm so excited. I'm excited for what the day holds and what beautiful things I'm going to see along the way. And I remember when I was young, my dad always said, take time, stop and smell the roses. And I, I kind of got it, but now I really understand what he was saying about just living, living your life in, in awe of this beautiful world we live in. And I think we, you know, we, for lack of a better word, the rat race is what they used to call it, I believe, you know, I might be dating myself, but we got in there on the, you know, in the rat race, got to get it done, got to get it done, get to work, make their money. And, and that's not what life is about. Yeah. Well, you see that all the time. Got to hustle, got to grind, got to yeah. bragging about, I work 16 hours a day. I'm grinding 16 hours a day. <laughs> it's really funny. Well, if you're if you're enjoying yeah. what you're doing 16 hours a day, I think that's fantastic. If you're doing something that you hate, thinking it's going to make you rich for 16 hours a day, it's probably not. Mm -hmm. I I made uh, I, I earned a nice living doing something I didn't particularly enjoy. I enjoyed it in the beginning, and I, that got me to where I was. But then once I got really advanced in, in, in the organization and I was reporting to the CEO and, and doing all the, the big shot stuff, you know, flying on the private jet, all that fun stuff. That was not nearly as satisfying to me as the early days of my career. And I really did not enjoy what I was doing. And there's nothing worse than getting up and just dreading Monday and dreading starting your work day and dreading the emails or, or when the phone rings and I remember that feeling of dread, just not enjoying my life, not liking what I was doing. I didn't like my coworkers. Uh, I didn't like a lot of the aspects of what I was was doing. There was just a, a lot of low vibration, backstabbing, you know, type type uh, activity going on at, at that level, and I didn't want any part of it. And it took me a while to allow myself to exit. And now that I have, you know, it's been two and a half, coming up on three years, almost three years. It's, it's like, gosh, why did I wait so long? Why did I stick myself in that scenario? <laughs> and why in the world did I wait so long to, to stop doing something that just, you know, just took my soul away from me every day? I'm so glad that I, I did. And, and anybody that's listening, if you're struggling in a situation that is just keeping you away from joy, there's always a way out of it. And it may be scary. But this the scary path out of it is going to deliver you. And, and there is a whole other world waiting for you on the other side when you finally take the leap to move away from something that's that bad for you, whether it's a relationship or a family connection that's that's very um, soul-crushing or a career or, or something like that. Find your path out of it. Life is too short to stay in something that just takes the joy out of every day of your life, for sure. Yeah, agreed. It it. it. It's, um, it's such, it's almost, uh, I love the stream always says it's like a weekend trip, basically your, your years on earth. And it truly is, yeah. 
you know, um, I remember like when I first had my children and I was young and, um, quite innocent and really very naive about the world. But I remember it was like my kids started kindergarten and next thing I know they're going off to college. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> you know, life and then zips by. Life it just zips by. definitely zips by. So to, to stay in a state of fear and like you said, and dread getting up each morning, it's just, it's just not a good place to be. And there is a way out of it. You're exactly right. Um, and, and, as you said, it can be something as simple as just starting to listen to the podcast or reading the book. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be full on boot camp. It can, it can be. You have so many avenues that you share your your teachings, and um, it's available to anyone. Definitely. So let's talk about mastery for a moment. I, our mastery people, we we meet, uh, we, we talk all the time. But our mastermind group, and these are all Taya Bootcamp graduates that decide to take their practice to the highest level available, which is the, the year-long mastermind working directly with me for a whole year. And everyone that graduates Taya Bootcamp goes into base camp, and you're in there for the rest of your life if you want to be. It's not a cult. You don't have to be in there, but it's, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, it's a place where everybody that's ever gone through Taya Bootcamp can congregate. And mastery is, is definitely a, a different animal than just that. But it's interesting to see that everyone is finding their own way with, with these teachings. But the mastery people are definitely people that want to go really deep with it. And it's, it's sort of the leading edge of the practice, if you will. And I watched our meeting back from last week, and I saw the channeling session that I did. And those of you that have watched me channel have heard me say a million times, I don't remember much of it when I'm through doing it. But we had Kat's daughter come on and ask a question in the stream. And how old is her daughter? Is she like nine or ten? Yeah, I think she just turned yeah, she's 10. Not, yeah, she just turned yeah. 10. Uh, remarkable young woman. She is a published author. She has her own book out. Uh, but still, she came in and asked the, uh, the, the stream a question. And the stream answered her the way they would answer any adult. <laughs> just without missing a beat it was a mm -hmm. very deep response and she seemed to really get it and it just shows that they really know how to read vibration and, and sort of deliver a message to the recipient in a way that they're ready to receive it and i have i have uh, channeled for children before and a lot of times it's very sweet and sort of surface and not very deep so that they could really connect and understand the material but there was something about Kat's daughter and that question that was asked that they just dove right in to a, a very complex answer, actually. Yes. And then she did she not have a follow up question? Uh, I think she did. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I, I was. I, yeah, there's a couple of questions and she seemed yeah, to really get it. It seemed to really satisfy did. her curiosity. And I learned something from it. I learned something from the stream's response, just the idea of all of these alternate realities that are available all the time. It's, it's sort of like we have, uh, we're in simulation and we have another version of our simulation available anytime. And we have these, these energy centers on our planet where all of those other versions of reality sort of come together. 
and all of the layers are, are, are sort of exposed in, in these certain areas. And there are, are high energy areas on our planet that we're all aware of. And she asked specifically about the Bermuda Triangle of how things disappear there and what really goes on there. And I just thought the response, and it was way more complex than what I can deliver to you in the time that we've got left. But it was an interesting, I, I, it was one of those, wow, that was a great question. Because even though the stream has been asked lots of questions about a lot of different things, and I have yet to see them stumped, it was a really interesting answer. And then I was watching um, Joe Rogan over the weekend, and I watched his podcast on YouTube. And there was, I think an archaeologist was on, they were talking about the pyramids and how the pyramids were constructed so long ago in such a complex way that there was just no, uh, allegedly there was no technology available to them at that time. And that the response I got from the stream when I started pondering that kind of linked back to Aura, Cat's uh, daughter's question. And it was very much about the fact that humanity has evolved in, in such a way that, that our technology has sort of gone through these peaks and valleys. We're just aware of a certain cycle of it, but we have had technology on this planet and it has evolved, but it's evolved, it's devolved, it's been destroyed and it's come back around. So opening your mind to thinking about, gosh, there are these other realities where there have been intelligent beings on this planet who have fully developed full-blown technology that we often identify as alien, it's that's a whole that's a whole podcast into itself. Actually, I think that's an <laughs> entire series. Yeah, no, that's just, not one really podcast. <laughs> well, we've had those questions over the years for sure, and the, the, the stream sort of always brushes glosses over it and says things like, "This is it's too complex for you to really understand from your human perspective." But we do that. We humanize everything and something that I got somebody was talking about um, UFOs and they saw this light travel from high in the sky down to you know earth level so fast that it was beyond the speed it was so so incredibly fast it was like the speed of light that this thing was traveling and that's when I got the 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 whole thing from the stream that it's about scale we're not thinking we always think in terms of human time and speed and scale and yet there are specks of dust. What do they say? There are specks of dust in our world that are worlds unto themselves. And we are a speck of dust in someone else's world. Yeah. A whole universe. That really, that blew my mind when I, I yeah. heard that. I thought, ah, I've never really thought about it like that before. But there is all this variation of scale that we don't even think about. And that it's not something that's necessarily far, far away. It's all right here. We're yes. in it. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, my, I, you know, and you know this about me, David. I, I mean, I, my son is a physicist and um, he has always had a love of physics. And when he was younger and going through learning about these things, we were taught quantum physics, which just space and time. And it would always just baffle my mind. And then as I, as he, his love for it developed mind it too. And so I started watching um, because of being at home now and you know, we stay in place. I've been watching a lot of uh, History Channel or info um, from YouTube about the most recent scientists and, you know, theory that Stephen Hawkins talked about. And, and so in understanding from 
the Taya boot camp perspective when the stream said that about, you know, we as humans, we perceive time to be a linear timeline where, you know, past, present, future, but it's really not. It's all one in the same. It's all happening at the same time. Right. And that's hard to wrap your mind around as a human, but I know from the physics standpoint and listening to these scientists that they study that and, and time does move differently um, in space versus on earth. And then now you're talking about universes and the size of dust particles. <laughs> right. So, you know, it, it's all relative to that, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a fascinating um, and exciting I think to start hearing these things because, uh, you know, before we were so limited in our science and, and what was out there in the world and among the stars and, uh, and for a 10 year old young girl to ask such a question to open that I thought was fascinating. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, it's funny because adult, you know, children are more curious. Adults want to know how, how can I find the love of my life? How can I get rich? <laughs> How can I quit my job? You know, the stuff I talk about all the time. And kids are more curious and, and more wondrous. And I, I think that uh, sometimes the questions are, are a lot more interesting from kids because they're curious about the world. And, and the stream very often directs us back to focus on this life. This is why you're here. There's nothing wrong with your curiosity, but understand that it's so vast that your human mind cannot at this time comprehend it. But that doesn't mean that we're not going to expand our ability to, to absorb it and fully comprehend it at some point, but we're not anywhere near that right now. I can definitely feel that. So we need to wrap up. So before we do, why don't you tell everyone where to find you and your book? Okay. Um, my book is on Amazon. Um, it, the title is silent magic and my, uh, pen name or author name is KJ King. And, um, you can find me on Facebook. Just put in KJ King and it'll bring you to my author page. Um, I have a website and blog, but I have not been keeping up with it, but it is <laughs> www.kjking.org. And, um, yeah, I need to probably get that updated and, uh, get ready for well, my Well, if you've got your author launch. page on Amazon, you've got your book there, and the book sounds yes. fascinating. That's all you really need. Let Amazon do right. the work for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's what go. I do. And what uh -huh. for, for, formats is it available in? Um, it's in Kindle and paperback. Kindle and paperback. right now I'm running a Kindle special. If you have Kindle Unlimited, you can download it for free. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. So, so. get... Get Carrie's book, or should I say KJ? <laughs> Go out and get KJ's book. Carrie, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for doing the show today. It was a, a lot of fun having you on. I appreciate you so much in every way. And I appreciate all of you for listening. Namaste. Thank you.